Hi, this is Theo, and you are listening to a special edition of Between Two Trains. This week we bring you all the candidates for Shambly City Council. And now, Between Two Trains. Van Pappas here with another Between Two Trains, and today we are sitting down with Karen Lupton, who is running for Shambly City Council District 3, correct? Correct. All right, yes. Karen, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much, Van. It's great to be here. I'm feeling good. How are you? Good. 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 Well, let's start out with um, you obviously have lived in Shambly for 16 years. What precipitated your decision to run for council now? Well, a lot of things, um, but primarily, Chambly is, uh, you said I've lived here for 16 years, Chambly has been developing really rapidly, and I've been preparing myself to run for some sort of public office. I didn't know what. I was waiting for an opportunity, and I said, you know what, I don't want to wait another two years for another at-large council seat to come up. I don't want to wait another four years. I want to run now. So that's what... Uh, that's what I've been preparing since the end of 2016 to get more involved in the community and this was my opportunity so that's really what uh, <laughs> really precipitated me get my hat in the race here nice nice so 16 years ago when you first moved to Shambly obviously Atlanta's a big area I've lived here my whole life what was it about Shambly why Shambly why not Sandy Springs or Dunwoody or some other place in Atlanta well there the Shambly for two big reasons. One is, what do they say in real estate? Location, location, location. All right. um, I am a professional singer. That's I've been doing that for 22 years all around Atlanta. And the location here is so prime. You can get to downtown. I was singing a lot in Roswell at that time, so I could get to 285 and up 400 very easily. My husband could get down to where he needed to work downtown. It, the location was just perfect. And we knew we wanted to start a family, my husband and I, and we loved the diversity. We wanted our kids to grow up in a place where maybe not everybody looked like them, maybe not everybody spoke the same language at home. We wanted to be able to bring kids into the world who would understand that the world doesn't necessarily center around them. So Shambly was definitely the place. I mean, we had eyed Shambly even before we moved here. We had wanted to move here five years before we actually did, but we couldn't afford it. So we moved um, down to Morrow, Georgia, believe it or not, down 75, wow. and um, built up some home equity, and then we were able to, to buy in Shambly. Well, we're gonna talk about that affordability oh, for yeah. Shambly later on, but as we all know, Shambly City Council is a part-time gig. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell our audience, you mentioned being a singer, is mm -hmm. that, what you claim as your profession or is there some other job you have or what's what do you call your profession when you're not you know running for shambly city council I'm not doing that well actually i have a part-time job working with ag roads health and rehab and what i do there is i run a program that we call songs for seniors what i do is i help people who are living with alzheimer's or dementia or other memory related diseases i help them connect again with their past through music. Um, music, autobiographical musical memories are stored in a different place in the brain than event memories. So someone may have lost the knowledge of their child's name or who they really are. But we all have those songs that take us right back to a certain moment in time. 
those memories will stay with you almost certainly until the moment you die. So I work on bringing the correct music that has those memories for elders so that they can enter into their own story again. Um, it's incredibly rewarding work. So I do, I do that part-time. Singing has been a lifelong thing that is my avocation. I won't ever claim it as, as a vocation because you really can't make money on it, but <laughs> I've well, done my best. Let's, let's change gears for a second sure. and talk about um, Chambly business in the business community. As you probably know, I'm very passionate about our local businesses. Do you think Chambly is a business-friendly city? Oh, I would say yes. Not only for um, small businesses. I mean, we're definitely opening our doors to much more larger business to much larger businesses. But what I'm hearing from the only concern I have, what I'm hearing from some of the smaller owners is affordability. Um, I knocked on a door of a small business owner who has some space at the Dryads Dancing Studio, and her business is expanding, which is wonderful. And she said, "I would love to stay in." quote unquote, old town Chambly, you know, the old downtown area. But I, you know, I need more space. I'm not sure I can afford it. I might have to go outside the area. Um, but Chambly is developing in a way that's bringing some of those small, those mixed use developments that have those smaller um, shops space on the bottom. And that's definitely changed a lot since I've moved here. They, there was much less of that space when I moved here. Well, I'm glad you brought up the the rising costs because that was part of my my thought process on this question of, you know, with the valuations going up and rents rising, what do you feel the city needs to do to help? You know, do we have an obligation as a city to help those mom and pop businesses that really have been here for decades and have been the backbone of our community up until now? you know, so that they don't find themselves getting priced out and having to move out of Chambly. Is there something you feel the city should be doing? Oh, I feel that the city needs to support those businesses because it is those businesses, not only like you said, that have provided the backbone of stability for the city over the years, but they give every, those sort of shops, those sort of businesses, give every place its flavor, its sense of time and place. And Shambly has these businesses that make Shambly Shambly. If we price them out, drive them out, tell them that they're not important, we just need the big bucks, we lose something that is essential to what Shambly is. Um, so I think that the city definitely needs to be intentional about making room for the small businesses in our communities. Do you, is there anything you feel the city should do to improve the betterment of the Chambly business community? Well, I've never been a business owner, so I honestly don't know what it's like to pull permits. Um, I have asked business owners, you know, restaurateurs, and, and when I go to different businesses, hey, how is the city treating you? How, you know, are you happy doing business here? And by and large, people say yes. Um, it's the affordability, that price point is the pressure that they're feeling right now. Um, but I, I, not having been a business owner, I really can't tell you the ins and outs. Well, let's talk a second about that, um, development that's going on that we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a lot of the commercial areas being developed in the downtown area, up and down Peachtree Boulevard, and it's causing a bit of a parking problem, you know, here, right here at 3411 Coworking, we have a serious parking problem. There's 
more people that work in this area and go to hop steps and whatnot than there are parking spaces. So what do you feel the city should do to sort of solve that, that parking problem? What well, solution? I guess um, I see it as kind of two, a two-way question. Do we have a parking problem or do we have a car problem? <laughs> um, I think we definitely have a car problem, uh, but that's sort of... That's so is there issue. like a transportation alternative oh, that yeah. you like, that you oh, well, think you want to push for our city? I think uh, the autonomous shuttles sound really very, very interesting. I've heard a lot of people, when I'm out knocking doors, say deep into Huntley Hills, and people are like, oh, there's all this development going on downtown. How are we going to get there? <laughs> um, I think that's a real opportunity for some of those smaller shuttles, um, some sort of local, um, oh, let's get segues for everybody. Well, I'm glad you mentioned segues because, well, I was going to ask, you laugh, but I was going to ask about the electric scooters because that's becoming, uh -huh. in other parts of Atlanta, that's becoming a hot thing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I hear a lot of complaints about those. Mm -hmm. Should we bring electric scooters to Chambly? Mm. I'm not a big electric scooter fan, mostly because not all of our residential streets are really safe enough to be scooting around on those. There are there isn't a a well thought out connected network of paths and sidewalks that would get somebody from point A to point B safely uh, at this point. And uh, you know, regulated well, make sure that they get back to where they go. <laughs> Yeah, um, people complain about maybe, them being oh strewn all over the oh, sidewalks. Exactly. And, and I, I read an article not long ago about um, Grady Hospital was, you know, experiencing a real uptick in broken arms and wrists from people stumbling off those things and just hitting the, hitting the bricks on the street. So... Uh, what, what about continuing with the transportation? You know, obviously Uber and Lyft become very popular these days, especially with the younger demographic. Do we need like Uber stations where, you know, you know, okay, there's going to be an Uber stop here or, you know, a drop off place um, and designate spaces just for that? I like that idea a lot, especially with places like Hopsticks and the breweries that are going around that have great locally brewed beers and stuff like that, but to not only offer transportation that might keep excess cars off the road, but would keep people safe as well um, when they're out enjoying the adult beverage or two. <laughs> now we talked about the um, increase in commercial property valuation, but let's segue over to residential housing prices we've seen in this area. You talked about how you had to wait before you came to Chambly because you, know, you it wasn't affordable and now it's gotten even worse. But what I see is a young demographic moving into Chambly who actually love the fact that the prices are rising because they're just building their wealth for the first time and they're seeing their home that they bought go up by 100000 and they're building this net worth. Mm -hmm. But then we also have people who've been around Chambly like yourself. I've been in Chambly for over 20 years. And, you know, I look at the increase in prices as just an uh, increase in my property taxes. <laughs> so what should we do? What solutions do you think we should support to make sure that the property values do continue to go up, but also ensuring that people like our senior citizens and whatnot are not priced out of Chambly? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I look at this issue 
Because yeah. my husband and I, and I've met many people who are in the same situation, perhaps you are too, we could never afford to live here now. I mean, not in a million years. We could not afford to buy um, in Shambly now. Um, John Ernst, you had him on the on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, he, he was on a previous episode. He, he spoke really well to it, that it's that sort of first-time homebuyer block chunk of housing pricing that we're missing. Um, but how do you get the developer to build how that? How do you get the developer to build that? That's a great question. Well, there are... I know there's a CHIP program in Georgia that uh, involves getting grants to rehab older houses, not just build new, not just tear down and build new. Um, I think some of our quote unquote older housing stock should be preserved. Uh, there's some beautiful brick homes. There's all sorts, I mean, walking around Shambly doing uh, meeting voters has been a real education in the different kinds of houses that each of the areas of our city have. Um, we need to incentivize builders, perhaps with inclusive zoning, um, to include some of those more affordable units, more affordable homes. Really what I think is key, and this might sound, this might sound very obvious, is ownership. If you own the building, if you own the land, you get to control the price. Uh, and my father-in-law actually started a a nonprofit called FCS that um, 15 plus years ago decided to buy into the South Atlanta neighborhood uh, because they are they are buying land and using it for community purposes. Um, the Atlanta Land Trust uh, has come and spoke to us very much, and it's about this ownership. It's about the ownership of the land. I don't know if Shambly is the size that we need our own land trust. That's a big bite to take. But if the city can incentivize builders to um, to build affordably through you know uh, whatever relief they would need, or if the city can purchase lots and preserve them as you know, this is going to be zoned as some sort of affordable housing. This is gonna be somehow preserved where this is not gonna be sold to the highest bidder. This is gonna be something that we preserve. Well, I'm glad you used the word uh, affordable housing. And as you mentioned earlier, we had John Ernst on one of our episodes and he talked a long time about affordable housing. And I kind of like to think of it not as affordable housing, but as workforce housing. Mm -hmm. You know, what are your thoughts around what Shambly should do revolving around workforce housing or affordable housing that we can attract, you know, the people not making $500,000, but the people making $75,000. Right, right. That's where inclusionary zoning, I think, can play a part. That's where uh, partnering with some uh, some programs. I know, oh, I've seen, a, I've seen something from Wells Fargo Bank that works with first-time homeowners with down payment assistance there are resources out there that we can connect with that can help get people in those first homes um, with some assistance. Um, there's, you know, codes. If we, <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> Take it back. You're, you're welcome. I'm you can put say those words right back in my mouth. We're, we're not bound by FCC or anything. <laughs> no, you can okay. say whatever you no, want. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm not sure if I was advised that 
duplexes and triplexes are not the words that need to be used nowadays. That they're very, really? Oh yes. That this is very somehow déclassé. Uh, but okay. um, but I think zoning for things like that. I grew up in a duplex in my hometown in Bordertown. It was what my parents could afford. Um, I think if we can get some more creative zoning like that in, we can create some affordability yeah. on one lot. You know, not necessarily putting ten units in a in a an apartment building or something like that, but two or three. Then you can create a space where somebody can um, work on some equity and uh, and maintain affordability. Well, let me give you a minute or two to tell us. Um, this is sort of a two part question, so you can take a couple of minutes to answer it. What you feel your vision for Shambly in the future is, as well as if you're elected, what the next four years will look like for Karen. That's that's great. Thank you for asking. I want to serve the citizens of Shambly. Um, I want to provide compassionate leadership on the council. Um, I want to provide connections from the council to our citizens uh, not only the ones who are quote-unquote informed or the ones who have the time to make it to the meetings but I mean I've been to plenty of meetings and sometimes it's hard for me to keep up with what is happening with Shambly things are happening at such a pace and you know I mean you know just as well as I do that some of those um, agendas are you know when they've reached 1500 pages you're gonna lose some information trying to absorb all of that with City Council agendas that are that long or agenda packets, I should say. Um, I want to provide a connection and increase communication one-to-one -one and build relationships with not only groups that advocate for people who don't usually have a voice on the council, but with individuals who may feel a little threatened uh, by or intimidated by local government um, by not understanding, if you open the door and invite people in, I feel that there will be a way for increased participation. Um, so I look forward to that. What do you mean by increased? It's, I'm going a little bit off oh, of okay. my script here, it's but okay. what do you mean by participation? Like coming to vote or what coming are you talking vote, about? Coming to meetings, knowing what's going on. Sometimes people need an invitation. And our lives are so busy, our lives are so crazy, and somebody thinks, oh God, uh, another DDA meeting? I don't, I, I can't go to that. I don't understand what's going on. I just, what are you talking about? It's a meeting almost every night, right? Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. You could, yeah, you could keep yourself very busy going to meetings in Shambly. Um, breaking things down on a personal level for people not only gives them understanding, but I think helps them buy into the process more. That's what happened with me. I started showing up, I started taking the time to show up, ask questions, um, and then this drive to get involved is, is uh, follows. I've met people already that I've knocked doors on that have come to meetings because I've knocked doors and said like, oh, well, hey, I'm running for Shanley City Council. They said, oh, well, maybe I'll come to a meeting. Um, bringing more voices to the table is definitely a good thing. Um, as for the next four years, what would I like for them to look like? I think Shambly needs to be uh, on the ball about the census. The census 2020 is coming. It's pretty much upon us. And millions of dollars are at stake uh, for funding with the census. If we undercount 
even by as few as seven, I did the math, 746 uh, people. There are 28,000 residences approximately in Shambly. For every 746 people, that's a million dollars. It's about 1,330 something per person. Um, however, we have a large minority population in Shambly, and right now a lot of them are not feeling a lot of trust in the government. But they have trust in some of the organizations that work with them. Los Vecinos, De Buford Highway, um, the Latin American Association, Asian Americans advocating for justice. Um, these these uh, groups work within these communities already. If the council or the city can, like I said, make connections to those uh, to those entities, I think we can increase trust and increase participation in the census to therefore get the money that we are due um, in our county. I think that's really important. Well, surprisingly, we are almost at the end of our time. Oh, I so finish with my I, Well, <laughs> this is what I want to do. I want to give you a, a, another minute to sort of finalize and express to the listeners why you should be their representative on city council. And also if you would tell people, you know, if they want to know more about you, where they should go. Okay, great, yeah. I want to be a Shambly City Council representative because I have found that I want to lead with compassion, like I said before. Um, I want to hear voices that don't always get heard. Um, if I have a seat at the table, I feel that it is my responsibility as a public servant to share that information and to bring other people to the table. That's one of the reasons that I want to get involved. I want to be able to have influence and have a voice over how the city develops over the next few years. This is a very, very important time for the city. Um, and what I wasn't hearing on the council were certain voices of balance and moderation that I can bring. Um, not only do I have these leadership abilities, but I love working with people. I love working in groups. And any sort of council is, by definition, an ensemble. It's a group. Um, if I do my job to the best of my ability, and you do your job to the best of your ability, we're going to create something that's bigger than ourselves in the end. That's how I see government working for people. Um, so that's, those are some of the reasons that I want to, ru to run. And um, I certainly hope that people will seriously consider me. Um, my website is www.karenlupton.net. That's K-A-R-E-N-L-U-P-T-O-N. Um, and even more than that, visit my website, check out some of my priorities. And if you have questions, please contact me. I've gotten emails from people whose doors that I've knocked already, and it is fabulous. Please contact me. I'm at Karen at KarenLupton.net. So I really want to hear from the people of Shambly. Um, campaigning around the city has been an incredible joy and very energizing for me. Well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, good luck in November, and we'll be watching to see how the outcome comes. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Van. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome.